Every neighborhood has that house at the end of the street. Every mountain, that abandoned cabin. I'm Trent Anderson, and this is Legend Trip. This episode, we go to Provo, Utah, as we take a look at the Utah State Hospital and the Castle at the Asylum. Utah State Hospital was built in 1885 and was originally the Territorial Insane Asylum. The amphitheater is believed to be the first of its kind built in the state of Utah. It was built during the Great Depression as a way to help stimulate jobs in Utah. Works Progress Administration, a New Deal agency, was responsible for a lot of the public work jobs and hoped that the amphitheater would provide entertainment for the patients at the hospital. In 1903, the asylum was renamed the Utah State Mental Hospital, and then in 1927, dropped the name Mental, becoming the Utah State Hospital, in an effort to eliminate the negative stigma associated with it. By the early 1940s, however, there were problems with overcrowding, and the institution had become more of a permanent housing for the mentally ill and less of a treatment facility, with 700 beds and more than 1,500 patients. However, in 1942, there was change in the air. When Dr. Owen P. Heinegger became the superintendent, he recognized the need for change. He pioneered new treatment philosophies, smaller units, and involved patients in the implementation of their own treatment and encouraged more humane treatment throughout the facility. In 1971, the Utah State Hospital began to what was called the Haunted Castle in the stone amphitheater behind the hospital. It was operated by both staff and patients of the hospital. Patient participation was a privilege and based on good behavior. The Haunted Castle was put on yearly until 1997 when it was permanently closed by pushback by some community members, but largely by the National Alliance of Mental Illness who objected to the spook alley because it served to stereotype the patients by aligning mental illness to monsters and violence. We are here at the castle at the asylum. Uh, Just to kind of give you a little bit of a layout, it's just south of BYU's campus, uh, the Utah State Hospital, and Without further ado, I guess here we kind of go. We got a nice little, little bit of fresh snow that's fallen. So as you first walk up to this castle, it's it's quite big. Uh, you see these big rock walls and kind of these little pathways. It looks something like you might see straight out of a. Uh, medieval movie we're gonna just walk our way up to the top of 
this tower. Alright, when you first get up here, you open up to the amphitheater. Now the amphitheater is the main purpose for this castle. It's it's really big. It has the stages on the faces to the east, so that means the audience faces the west and you can overlook Provo and downtown especially is right on center street. So as we come to this amphitheater, we reach our first story. This is where, during the early parts of the 80s and 90s, that we had the Spook Alley, known as the Haunted Castle, that was put on by the hospital here. Now, the Haunted Castle was a major tourist attraction for the locals, I guess. Maybe not necessarily tourists, but people from all around Utah would come to see the the haunted castle at the Usain Asylum. The problem that a lot of people had was that the actors, they were among the patients at the hospital. And that left some some sour taste in some people's mouths. They didn't like that. In fact, even one night, one of the patients took this up as took this as an opportunity, and they escaped. They ran towards the mountains, just in the nearby canyon, and they hid. However. They didn't go alone. They took with them a small boy from the crowd. His parents didn't know he was gone. In fact, they couldn't even... How could they? He was going through the haunted castle. But as the time came, and they realized that he had disappeared, they called the, the police officers. When they began the search, they realized that it might have been this escaped patient who had taken him. They searched and they searched, but to no avail. However, a few days later, a cadaver dog from the Provo Police Department, he, he had a hit near the canyon, so they tracked it. They brought in more dogs, and soon they found him in a cave. He was not alone. He was also not dead. This man had taken him in hopes 
to have a friend is all. But when they found him, he was afraid. He didn't know what was going on. The patient was not there at the time. He had gone out to try to find something to eat. So they took the boy and they waited for the man to return. He never came. Later that day, they found his body at the bottom of a cliff. He had jumped. He had, they thought that maybe he had seen them. And instead of coming back to the hospital, he took his own life as to not to return. Now as we leave the amphitheater, we walk down to the castle tower. Now this castle tower, it is more infamous than the amphitheater. Now, as we are at a hospital, this tower, it stands probably, probably about 30 feet from the base of the grass where the where the park begins. It's boarded up. There's huge wooden doors that you can you can come up and see. The windows are boarded up. There's bars on the windows. There's even a giant balcony overlooking the park. And just below the balcony is another wooden door with a great iron lock. Now this tower is said to be the place where many an experiment went on involving the patients as doctors tried new and unusual ways to heal them. Many patients died. Many lived, but suffered horrible consequences from these strange experiments that went on. It's said that if you listen closely, you can hear them pounding shaking the windows and bars, trying to escape as they continue to be tested and as they seek refuge from this horrible place. is actually a Utah historical monument because of how early it was built and of just the the grandness of its nature and how big it is
back to the parking lot, there's one more legend that awaits. It was a, a nice August night, just before school was about to begin for BYU, just up the road. A man and his girlfriend had come up to the castle, to this little parking lot just below. He had come and parked, just as many college students do, where they park and they have a little bit of a fun fooling around. But this time, something was different. This time, it wasn't just fun and games. As they pulled up, they put the car in the park, and they began their night of fun, as it were. It'd probably been maybe 10 or 15 minutes is all since they had gotten here. And they were just getting started as far as, as they were concerned. They decided that he wanted to turn on the radio. So he flipped on the key and turned on the radio and started listening to some music, searching for a song. And before you know it, he found his little makeout song. However, it was shortly interrupted by a special announcement. A convict had just escaped. Not necessarily a convict. Someone from the insane asylum where they were just at. Understandably, his girlfriend was nervous. She was afraid. What if, what if it came for them? He said, no, it's okay. He's going to be far gone from here. He's not going to stay close to where we are. The man who had escaped, well, he was a convict of sorts. He had murdered someone, but he had pled insanity. So he had been placed here at the hospital. On the radio, though, they heard one defining fact. He did not have two hands. In fact, one of his hands was a hook, like something out of Peter Pan. This had been his murder weapon. In her rage, the girl decided, please, please take me home. She was getting so upset with her boyfriend, and he was getting upset too. He saw no reason to leave. He simply wanted to continue to, to fool around. In, in his anger, he quickly turned on his car and he peeled out of the parking lot. In his haste to get away, he failed to notice there was a man approaching the car. When he got close enough, though, to home, he dropped off his, his girlfriend. He got out of her car to open her door for her. He was mad, but he wasn't 
he wasn't a total not a gentleman at least I guess but they noticed as they opened the door that there was a hook jammed into the weather strip had they stayed any longer they would have been dead Welcome to our reaction segment where now that we've had some time after actually going to the castle, uh, just kind of thinking about it, uh, some of the things that I kind of thought about as reflected upon this trip that I, that we went on, uh, this idea of mental health is really interesting. Um, and I know it's a very big part of um, discussions today about mental health and um, making sure we take care of ourselves mentally as well as physically and this aspect of our well-being um, this castle it just is so interesting to see these stories and we can definitely see the importance of mental health and understanding it better um, without without this understanding though um, this is kind of the the stories that we get we see uh things with escaped mental patients and that they're crazy and they're gonna kill people um and or that there's some strange way that we need to try to be able to fix them with experimentation and things like that and i feel like that's definitely a big part of what feeds uh, these stories around the castle um Outside of these stories, though, the castle is it's awesome. It's actually a really pretty place, and it's really cool to see this architecture that went in and to have something that was built clear back in the 1800s during the... Um, and just to, to see that it's still there, it's actually a, a historical site now, protected by the state of Utah, and it's pretty awesome, and... If you get the chance, you should definitely check it out. Uh, thanks again for joining us this time on Legend Trip. We hope that you enjoyed your experience and hope you'll join us next time as we go on yet another Legend Trip.